Fundraising everywhere. 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 Hey everyone, it's Simon Scriver here, one of the co-founders of Fundraising Everywhere. Welcome to another podcast, and this is a special episode of our Fundraising Everywhere podcast. We decided for a few episodes uh, to focus on the musings, the intelligent thoughts, the ramblings, and the insights from Mr. Ken Burnett. Uh, If you don't know Mr. Ken Burnett, he's a bit of a a legend in fundraising. Uh, He presented these 10 keys to finding, recruiting, and retaining individual donors. He presented these originally at one of our past individual giving uh, virtual summits. Um, And a side note, our individual giving virtual summit is coming up, uh, so you can book your tickets now at fundraisingeverywhere.com. But Ken presented these 10 keys around individual donors uh, and people loved it and I loved it. Um, And I've learned so much from Ken over the years. If you don't know Ken Burnett, you really should. He's got a number of good or great, I should say, books on fundraising out there. Uh, He's an author, lecturer and consultant on fundraising, marketing and communications. He served on the board of ActionAid. Uh, He's one of the co-founders of Sophie, the showcase of fundraising, innovation and inspiration. Do you know Sophie? We go on about Sophie loads because we love it. Uh, He's also been one of the judges in our charity virtual event awards, um, which are also open up for nominations now. So do check that out. I mean, really, Ken has been ingrained in our fundraising lives um, for as long as I can remember. And so we want to hand over the microphone to Ken today. Um, And for the next few podcasts, or for a series of podcast episodes, uh, we're going to listen to Ken's syrupy, silky, and lovely accented voice uh, telling us the 10 keys to finding, recruiting, and retaining individual donors. Over to you, Ken. Hello, and welcome to this session four, communicating formula and testing in the series on 10 keys to finding, recruiting and retaining individual donors. A question that's often asked nowadays is direct mail in decline. Do younger fundraisers appreciate the importance of this great workhorse in fundraising? This comment comes from Roger Craver, the agitator, who's been doing this for longer than I have and is hugely experienced on the subject. And he asks, I fear that the inexperienced fundraiser may naively believe that digital is the be all and end all. Of course, it's not 80 plus percent of money raised comes through channels other than digital. And the most important, Roger believes, is the increasingly overloose workhorse that is direct mail. And Roger may be right, because Roger is right about most things. But I believe that you have to realize as a direct response fundraiser, that it's not about you, because you are most probably not like your supporters. It's not about what you want to say, it's about what they're most likely to see, to pay attention to, and respond to. And so of all the channels from 
uh, mass communication, television, right through to individual one-to-one, face-to-face or telephone communication. The closer that you get to your prospect, the more costly is each individual interaction, but the more likely that you are to have uh, an effective, worthwhile response. But the key is you absolutely have to test these things. You can also conduct surveys of supporters to find out what their interests and what their media they use and uh, how they react to different methods of communication. And it's well worth listening to experts like Sean Triner uh, talking about how to conduct a supporter survey because there's enormous value in those and far beyond the scope of this short session to cover that. But what you'll find is that most likely you need to mix and match your communication so that the supporter gets a good balanced um, program of communication from your organization through the course of the year using different media as appropriate and as are likely to be well received by the supporter. So again, emphasizing that this is not an easy task. But that's why I stress this guy, John Caples, you have to test properly, then test and test and test again. Now, on the subject of testing, there is one really important aspect which fundraisers often overlook in the desire to increase response by 0.2% or whatever. And that is that you have to apply integrity and you should not be testing things that are actually not in the interest of your supporters. This is a reply form from an organization called Botton Village, who since the 1980s have been giving their donors choices and getting huge, much better response levels than most charities achieve because they've put the, the donor in the control. The donor can choose what they hear about and how often they hear about them, and they can even choose not to hear from the charity at all. Botton Village believes that it's important to give those donors the choice. So they've never tested whether removing the choice would produce a better result or not. And this has been challenged often, uh, but they're right because uh, this full story is told on Sophie, but integrity in testing demands that If your test involves giving group A something that they shouldn't have or not giving group B something that they should have, then you shouldn't be doing it. There's lots of information on testing, both in my website, on Sophie, in The Agitator, and in other fora. There are also a number of magic formula in the direct marketing business, and I don't believe that any of them are truly magic, but some of them can be really helpful. The first I learned was AOFC, uh, which stands for Audience Offer Format and Creative, and this is ranking the key components of your communications in their order of importance, in the order of their impact on response. Audience gets 50%, perhaps not surprising. You should be writing to the right people. What you should be offering is pretty important too. The packaging, the way you deliver that offer, the format, uh, is a lot less important, but least important of all, and this really upset me as a young copywriter, is that creative accounts for only 5%. But you may not be able to alter the audience or the offer 
or indeed the format, but the one thing that you can use to change to up the uh, component of response is your creative messaging. The other formula which I remember from my youth was AIDA, easy to remember because of the opera. Then it was changed later to AECDA. Uh, the, the copywriter's formula stands for attention, interest, conviction, desire, and action. These are the, the sequence of uh, aspirations that you have to have for your copy, which indicates why being a copywriter isn't at all easy and it's not something that you can give to anybody just because they can type. I changed this formula myself to engaging, involving, inspiring, influencing, and then leading to action. To do what we want to do, to achieve what we need to achieve, requires detailed storytelling. It requires a lot of good words. And so long copy invariably works better than short, although I'd rather have good short copy than not good long copy. But only if it achieves engagement, involving, inspiring, influencing, that leads to action. The use and misuse of language is very important in our sector because words are precision instruments capable of taking us right to the heart of our donor. And yet fundraisers spray words around as if words are the really important thing. It's not what we need to do is get our focused message directly through to cut through all the clutter, the hundreds of competing messages that your donors will be hearing every day why should your message, how do you get your message to cut through that? And that's why we need to be really careful with how we use language. We need to talk much more about what the donor achieves, much less talking about our organization and what we're going to do and how great we are. Less monologue, more dialogue, giving donors choices and control of what they receive, always including mention of the charity's values using or not using terminologies that donors might find offensive, such as acquisition, renewal, upgrading, moves management, and so on. Would you want to live next door to a lapsed donor? It sounds almost biblical, like a fallen woman. And we need to have donor-friendly job titles rather than directors of targeting and segmentation. Uh, so I actually advocate for less formula, more agreeable surprises. The Commission on the Donor Experience has focused on the communication, the essence of communication it believes is the truth told well. And creativity and fundraising has often been mistaken for the techniques that, fund, that direct mail fundraisers use, uh, underlining, ask prompt, handwritten fonts, and all of that kind of thing. But true inspirational creativity now definitely needs to be more about bringing the truth to life because donors see through the artifice. We've got to make our communications real, emotional, passionate, believable, uh, that's much more important than setting, uh, following predetermined formats and structures and rules. Uh, so it's important to realize that every creative decision is also an ethical one. Now imagine 
direct mail if there was an end to artifice in direct mail and suddenly we started focusing on the truth told well. So coming next, direct mail essentials, including legends of direct response part two. I look forward to seeing you then. Thank you. The Fundraising Everywhere podcast, where we give you a glimpse into one of our amazing webinars or conferences. You can check out one of our full sessions and get a 50% discount by using the code FEPODCAST at fundraisingeverywhere.com. Yep, just head to the Fundraising Everywhere website and use the code FEPODCAST at the checkout to get 50% off any of our sessions. There once was conference held online that helped me reach some goals of mine. The crack was great, the speakers best, oh fundraising everywhere go. Ha! Soon may we learn from home with pets and tea and people we know. One day to better yourself we'll learn so much and grow. They've been around for many years, we've learned and laughed and shed some tears. A community I'm proud to know, oh fundraising everywhere go. Ha! Soon may we learn from home with pets and tea and people we know. One day to better yourself we'll learn so much and grow. Ha! Soon may we learn from home with pets and tea and people we know. One day to better yourself we'll learn so much and grow.